0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: The Poor Taste Podcast, brought to you by Jabberjaw Media. The Poor Taste Podcast focuses on cocktail and spirit history while discussing recipes, trends, and more with award-winning special guest speakers. Join John Yeager on the weekly exploration of all things cocktail, available at poortaste.com and jabberjawmedia.com. Injustices have happened to many heavy metal icons, and great novels have come out of those defining moments. Randy Blythe's memoir of his time in a Czech prison. Nikki Six taught us how much fun you could have with just a spoon and a Belt. Stephen Adler's mother wrote a book that should have been titled How to Raise a Fuck Up. And now, finally, Frankie Palmieri from Emure recalls the time he was electrocuted in Russia in
2: Russia. Here is a quick passage. I felt a tickle. And then suddenly, Michael Clark Duncan from the Green Mile was there holding a rat. And I was like, Dude, wanna play NFL Blitz? And then I woke up to this horrible music all around and thought maybe I was in hell. But then I realized I was on stage and
1: somehow shit my
2: pants. Russia cute it. The
1: New York Times calls it diarrhea for my eyes. The Chicago Tribune says, Who? And the Moscow SA with two dots over the top, half of an HM Gazette calls it Yabutsuba Papa. Russia cute it. The real answers will shock you. Kickstarter campaign currently at zero. <laughs> This is the Metal Sucks podcast with your host Brandon Hahn and Petter
2: Spych. Hello, Did we do that loud. Hello. <laughs> no hello, no more hello. No hello. Stop it. What's going Stop on, guys? Stop with your fucking hello. No,
1: you shut up. You oh. shut your mouth. We're starting off the show with a fight right away. Right, right away. away. We're ten episodes in. We're ready to break up. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Metal Sucks podcast back again. I'm one of the hosts, Brandon Hahn. I'm Love always you. joined by the other host, Petter Spych, and we're happy to be here today. We're going to be talking with. John Josh Weaver from Royal Thunder got a new album coming out here April 7th called Wick. Oh, it's actually
2: out already. Oh, it's out already. This is playing April 10th. Oh, okay. we did this in the interview, too. We kind of messed it up because we didn't know when we were doing it. But yeah, it's it's out. Or it's currently out right now. Wick is out the save. No saved problem, me. dude. No saved problem. That's a, see, me. now we're not going to fight. Yeah, see, I saved you. You, just, you totally did. Yeah. So and um, yeah, so we'll be getting in that interview in a little bit, dude. But as as always, we're going to start off the show with uh, a couple of stories this week that we've had at the uh Good old MetalSucks.net. The uh, first story we want to talk about, uh, we're talking about ghost. Scratch your beard on the mic. Go for it.
1: Just go for it. Did you hear it? Yeah, I totally did. Everyone, everyone could hear your alopecia. Then beard. Then alopecia.
2: <laughs> it's that second alopecia that really, really needs to get edited out. Okay, everything else keep in there. It was like smooth, rough, smooth, and rough again. Hey, I don't know if we ever told listeners
1: about my alopecia. <laughs> face, yes, it's but great. Yes. You got to see it. It's awesome. It's, uh, it's great. It looks it's like, like it's like it's like skin
2: camouflage. <laughs> it's, it's like a- an aerial fucking map. <laughs> It changes every week. I got, like, Warshack's face and from watching. Yeah, exactly.
1: I look at your your face, and I just think uh, of—I get memories, you know? I'm like, hey, butterfly. (laughs) Murder.
2: (laughs) So, anyways, Ghost, the band Ghost, yes. So, uh, four of the ex-members of Ghost are suing uh, Papa Emeritus for wages they never got paid. Now, we did discuss earlier in uh, the month or two ago that there was 10 different lineup changes. So— at this point, does how does that even happen? By the way, like how, how do you, you don't
1: I, get paid? No, no, it's not the fact that how you don't get paid. I mean, it's just how do you go into a room like, guys? Guys, we had some fun. Get the fuck out and leave the mask behind. You know what I mean? Like, how do you do that?
2: <sighs> that takes balls. Well, it's uh, there, there. Here's the thing about like, there's a lot of bands with separation and you got clicks and groups and you got different buses and you got a lot of our favorite bands never really were friends after a few years. Oh, you know, I get it. You know yeah. that. Right? So, and a lot, and it's, it's real sad when you know a band hates each other on stage. Like, for example, like if you watch Motley Crue, you all know they hated each other those last couple of years. They probably took four different vans. Yeah. Well, I'm not vans, I'm sorry, buses. Um, and it was just like, let's just get this paycheck. Like, I, I wonder if the Guns N' Roses reunion was the same way um and all that stuff so you don't really know but when you know that at this point that it, it sucks when you hear these bands make it like ghost has made it they really did they're, like they're I said, opening up
1: for iron Maiden. Yeah, that's a
2: big deal to me like i'm not a huge fan i don't know if you are but um the the point is is that when you hear these suing things that happen between bands it always hurts the band in my
1: eyes I think it hurts the band. You're right. I think it hurts the band in the fans' eyes as well because, you know, you you. here's the thing. Say what you will about Motley Crue. They hate each other. But on stage
2: and stuff, you can't really tell that, you know? No, and you're right. It's the four original guys. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, you know, you know so.
1: sometimes you'll see Nikki Six and Vince Neil, like, you know, they put their shoulder blades together and, whoa, yeah cocaine and blow something, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I don't know the lyrics, yet. whatever, yeah. but <laughs> I'm just saying like, that's like a move they do, but you know, they don't, you know I mean? But when you, you know, some of the stories that take place backstage and yeah, I mean, but they do it for the fans. So, and there is something to be said about a band that looks like they enjoy each other's company.
2: You know, it's, it's, it's huge to me. Like even when lawsuits, I remember specific lawsuits, like when fear factory was suing each other, It actually made me disinterested in the band because I grew up, you know, really just loving Fear Factory. One of my favorite bands, probably when I was twenty years old, honestly. Mm -hmm. And uh,
1: Demanufacture is one of the
2: best albums, and obsolete. And I I mean, and but like, and I even liked the Archetype records, and I was with them until that ugliness started happening, and then it just kind of I was disinterested because I always when when you see the money get put forth in front of the music or you see these decisions being made and the priority isn't music on the headlines, it always affected me.
1: Right. You know, well, like especially guns and roses, in metal, especially in metal, like when you let money be a deciding factor in like whether a band continues on or not, mm. I mean, especially us as metalheads, like, you know, none of us are rich, you know, no. like you don't think rich people, you don't, th- when you think metalheads, you don't think rich people. You think, you think, you think outcasts that are going against the grain mm trying to find their own way that's yeah. always what it is so when money enters and finding, into the equation and
2: finding the people now money's always going to be in the money's equation, always going to be but in when the i equation. know one of the guys are ripping off another guy or there's some sort of dispute where you know money isn't like it is affecting all that stuff that's where i'm, I'm like all right now the message is lost to me yeah that's what i mean when it's like Whoever suing whoever or you know yeah why
1: can't it why can't why can't bands break up like the good old days like Fleetwood Mac or one per, where they just all started fucking each other and then they split you know what I mean like let that happen with Fear Factory <laughs> <laughs> maybe it did maybe that's we what need happened to with ask Ghost. Dino yeah. right? maybe that's, <laughs> exactly that's what happened yeah with Papa Ghost. didn't pull out now I hate him you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Like... I got an ass full of mayonnaise, and I'm gonna dig this. So, but uh, you know, I mean, it's just ooh, that was vulgar. That
2: was vulgar. I'm that, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you I, should apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. About we need that. a salad for your vulgarity. I'm sorry. Because you do take it to like a level of Dude. like, calm the fuck down. Like you go X-rated fast. Hey, whatever. That's what I, I, I like do. to go PG to R, and then kind of maybe push no. the envelope. But you're like G, you go, go from G to I go, X. I go G to X. <laughs> I go fucking. I go right over
1: NC17, and I'm like, you know what? Give me penetration.
2: <laughs> you you <know>? are virtually <laughs> like yeah. That's what it feels like. I feel like I'm watching fucking astro boy now jenna jameson i
1: love <laughs> all the cartoons you bring up astro boy bro
2: i don't watch porn and i don't watch fucking kids movies that's the last one I. you remember. got kids though uh, then i'll watch them a event dude i'll tell you right now i got kids and we watch blood sport i don't care <laughs> i make them watch like you know van damme movies i'm like this is a kid's movie this is a kid's movie yeah right? yeah yeah, the, yeah you if, see- i don't i don't show up sex scenes but like you can watch sudden death
1: yeah, you see how Van Damme's running from the cops and it looks so playful? Like, oh, you know I mean? That's like blood sport. That's probably one of the most uh, homoerotic
2: scenes ever. Would I, I rather watch my kid uh, cry to a land before time? Every kid's movie reference is going to be like 30 years old, bro. I don't have God any, any modern-day kids I watch movie. them all. I watch them all. What would you be like, I sing Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll light up a spliff and I'll enjoy myself. Wow, that's yeah. See, uh, you're moving see, on uh, off of kids movies back to the metal story. OK, so, no, I mean, but uh, if you want to light up a spliff and watch like, for example, give me a good kids movies to a modern day kids movie to get high to and watch Go ahead. every one of them. Every like, single dude, one. Dude,
1: Toy Story.
2: Uh, you that's know, not modern at all, dude. I've seen
1: inside that Inside Out with Toy Story 4 or 3, then, dickhead. That ones know, the one, that's the one that
2: makes you cry. Anyways, moving on. That's well, the one yeah. <laughs> so that makes seen. Dude, I, Up made me cry. When a kid's movie makes me cry, I'm like, dude, that's just too Well, it's because
1: they know how to tug on your heartstrings, Pete. I know. They, know. they know what basic human emotion
2: is, and they attack it. Yeah, I know, bro. I know. I yeah. mean, just thinking of Marley and me makes me want to cry. <laughs> Anyways, next metal story. Let's get off kids movies, Marley and me, and your mayonnaise ass jokes. <laughs> Stop going from G to X, Brandon. Whatever. All right. Uh, next story is uh, uh, another band. North maybe we should Lane.
1: go listen to one of the other podcasts that are on Jabberjaw.
2: You know, like, maybe and see if they go from G to X. Yeah, I have a feeling they just stick PG thirteen. Yeah, but we uh, we will. We'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm delving right. In. I'm, I'm gonna I'm in. gonna jump on that wine podcast that we plugged. Poor
1: taste. Yeah, I'm gonna jump on poor taste and see if they're gonna love my sense of humor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is a nice 1947 Merlot, and I'm like, jizz. And the, the, <laughs> just yeah, like,
2: they're just wait. They're waiting for the Royal Thunder interview. <laughs> they're like, this guy just keeps saying jizz. <laughs> he, said, he said, "Light a spliff and watch Inside Out," and then jizz. That's it. Boom. <laughs> Ratings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> watch your fucking. Like watch your, your downloads explode.
2: Like, who is your audience? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I don't know.
2: Everybody. <laughs> Anyways, another story. Damn, I've been trying to move on. So, Event uh, Sevenfold, as we all know, released a surprise record. The stage, probably their best record, I think they ever put out. But sales were. Very poor because in the beginning, in the beginning, well, they still are there. The way sales work is that if you don't get that huge first week, then eventually, with the downloads and all that stuff, you're not gonna get that. It's not like back in the day where if you sold like 17,000 your first week and then the radio push happens, you can sell like a hundred thousand three weeks later. It doesn't happen that way anymore. If you get the radio push, you're probably just gonna get more clicks on your YouTube or something, so it's a little different. So, Event Sevenfold did a surprise release. Did not work. A newer band, North Lane, did another surprise release for their new album, Mesmer. Did not work. Yeah. You know why? Because I've never heard of North Lane. Well, Avenged Sevenfold.
1: Like, I can understand how Avenged Sevenfold would go, look, guys, let's surprise our fans with a new record that we don't talk about at all. We're just going to let them know
2: we're working on one. And then, bam, bam. guess what? Christmas. I think that would work and that did work no. for me. Uh it didn't work in it. But for me for Event Sevenfold it did, because I was like, What? It's out? Okay. And then like I virtually impulse bide and that that record, like right on but just went to Amazon Hook and when I saw it there, not knowing anything about it, for some reason that gave me this excitement and then I bought it. But again So it works for me for some reason, this surprise release, because I didn't have that build up where I was like, hmm. Well what's my that? thing
1: is though, is the only fans like the people that go run right out and get it are number one just straight up hardcore music fans like you. You are a hardcore music fan, mm-hmm. okay? So you're going to get whatever album that comes out pretty much.
2: Yeah. I, I, I get you it. you really do. You get all,
1: you how many albums do you buy a week?
2: Uh it depends on what comes out, but like I'll pre-order everything and then they just pop up like this past week what was it March 31st I got what I get? Body Count uh I forgot. There was like three or four that came out. All right. Well, anyway, Anyways, there's a bunch of them that come out there's and they a bunch come of, in the mail. Yeah, coming out. Yeah, yeah, at a time. So it's I don't want to say I get like three or four a week, but sometimes I'll get, you know, two. But I always get a new album every Friday. That's for sure. Okay. So, so you always, I'll always, you're always, always getting get something. something.
1: But the thing is, you just said the pre-order. You know, what I mean, so like so I don't you'll pre order yeah, you'll yeah. pre-order it you won't forget, then all of a sudden, boom, it shows up, yeah, it shows up. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that do the same exact thing, especially in this day and age, yeah. where they're like,, ah, I'll just wait till it gets delivered to my house. Yeah, I'm not or, I'm not a- or they wait till Apple music and they just get it that way.
2: But I'm not an I'm not an I'm not a song not. guy. I'm an album guy. I so know you're I, even when bands release songs, like Macedon put out a bunch of songs prior to releasing Emperor Sand, I, I just waited it out. I'm like I'll just listen to it together because I know how they put music together. They put it in an album, right? So I, I don't need a taste. You know, I don't need a taste. I don't need an opinion of other people. I just want the album that 's me that 's not right. most people right so when a surprise release happens to me it it does work for me, but I am a small demographic you are a very small demographic nowadays where people like to have that um, that press push and those interviews and all that you know that stuff and and back in the day though, I remember back in the day when albums. Dude, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Like, it was every was Tuesday. It was and...
1: Tuesday. Every Tuesday, yeah. new albums would come out. Boom, I was at the record store. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, that, that whole. And especially if you had something to look forward to. But and then again nowadays. But how though, did you
2: find out about albums back then, dude? Because there wasn't internet. You you had to get the magazines, right? You had to get the. And magazines. You had to look at those full paid ads, yeah. and then you'd have to remember the date. I remember all that stuff. I remember when I saw like a Far Beyond Driven ad. I'm like, what does that say? And then the date was like ingrained in my brain, and I counted down. Right. Just from that one ad, right? But now. You know, it the build up is is obviously the way to go. So these surprise releases are a bust. And like you said, Avenge Sevenfold, if they failed on but it. But the build up has always been the way to go. It has been. It has always
1: been the way to go. And but it to should try be his way now though.
2: To try a surprise because release. Because what they try to do is
1: they try to release the album, come right out, they're like, you know what? Fuck you, corporate America. I'm gonna do it my way. I'm going to put no money into the promoting
2: this album. I'm we're not, not going to we're not. You going could to. probably sell it to a record label. They'll be like, hey, 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 we'll just surprise it. You guys don't have to put any money into this, and then it's going to be like yeah. boom. And the record label's going to go, sure, we'll give you
1: all types of money to record and everything and tour. We want you, we don't give a fuck how many albums this thing. No, dude, they, the record no. company still wants well, their it money. Fired on that, yeah. yeah, it totally yeah.
2: backfired. So I mean, but that but for a band like North Lane, which I know you don't know. Uh, they have a decent following, obviously not even close to the event sevenfold round. I, I mean, I'm not familiar with North Lane at all. I just know that they're I think See, they're if you're Australia.
1: not familiar with North Lane, then you know I'm not going to be familiar with North Lane. I know,
2: you know Will I mean? Putney re- uh, produced one of their records. That's all I know okay. about North Lane, <laughs> I'll okay. be honest with you. And um, so, but, with the, but I do know they have a, a decent following. So you would think that that way wouldn't work, you know, but with a band like event sevenfold, it, it would work in my mind. But you think I'm wrong on both sides? I do think you're wrong on both sides again.
1: And, and the thing is, is with the Sevenfold, it's like they had two huge or two or three huge giant albums, right? Yeah, they. they yeah,
2: I got to so, go back. They had four,
1: four in a row. Four, okay, four yeah. in a row. Big fucking albums. That is a long stretch mm-hmm. for bands. You have to treat that the same way that you have treated the other albums. You can't just go here. You go, guys, have fun. Like that, you can't expect things to take off like that. I really think that might hurt their career going forward. Unless the unless this next album that they put out is like mind blowingly amazing. Well I but the feel, problem is though, but the thing is though is all these new these new songs on the new Avenge Sevenfold record, yeah. they're all seven minutes.
2: That's what I that's what I was just about to say. I feel that they knew that this record wasn't gonna be a hail to the king hit maker type of record. Hey, we're putting out what we wanna put out. Like I said, I think it's their best record. If I want to listen to Event Sevenfold, I will grab the stage. I'm, I'm flat out. Let me just get through this whole 70-minute record. Right. It's, it's a great record. I think it's a phenomenal record. And there are other ones. Like I said, I appreciate City of Evil. I think that's really good. Waking the Fallen. And then I kind of teared off, you know? That's that's my Event well, Sevenfold career. They, they got a little commercial. It, well, I mean, it, the, the music just didn't really work for me. And then the stage works for me on a lot of levels. Right. It's so, not commercial. So they're going for an audience like me like a metal audience maybe for this record but that's not the mainstream that's not the you know of course and that and that's and where that's usually where they made their money i know and i think that's why the surprise release thing isn't a great example with them because of what the material was mm-hmm. so anyways moving on to uh a little more metal conversations you know what i'm saying i, I want you to go from g to g to x here okay max Cavalera. Uh, in a new band? The great? No, not no. He's got many bands. He doesn't okay. need new band. I was right gonna now.
1: say I got a great band name
2: for him. What is that? Assful of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Downstroy that, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, uh, he's going to be performing the... uh, No, I love Max fucking, He's amazing. I love everything he does. But um, he's going to be performing the entire Nail Bomb record from back in, I think it was 93 or 94 that he did with Alex Newport from Fudge Tunnel, Uh, but he's going to be touring it with Soulfly. Now, he's coming off that Roots tour where What sounds dirtier? What? Fudge Tunnel Uh or Asphalt Mayonnaise.
1: (laughs) Pretty bad. Both of them sound... Ask
2: me which I'd prefer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. blah. Yeah, moving on. So, uh, Nailbomb—he's going <laughs> to perform the entire record, Point Blank, with uh, with Soulfly. So, Alex Newport's not involved now. They just did the Roots' uh, entire album, you know, with the Cavalier Conspiracy. So, again, he's doing an album that he did from his past, not with the members that he did it with. I think that Roots tour was very successful. You know, when it, when it came through here, I, it was more people I saw at that show than I did at the last two or three Soulfly shows I went to. Um, so I think it's probably a decent move. Now, Nailbomb, on the other hand, I did go revisit that record uh, just as soon as I got this story. I was never a huge fan of that record. That's probably my least, Now I can't say least favorite because there was a few Soulfly records that weren't really up to par, I think. But uh, probably least favorite kind of sound in record that I think Max Kobler has done for me personally. So, cuz it's got that industrial metal sound. I don't know if you you're familiar yeah, with it. Yeah. And so I don't know. Like I the only industrial metal that really works well for me was always Fear Factory and then there's other bands that are that are good, but I wonder if it's going to work with the Soulfly thing, you know, because well, Soulfly's got that tribal sound to it. It's got the tribal sound. It's got, you know, uh Mark Rizzo's a fantastic soloist, guitar player. Like, I think the guy's great. So to hear them kind of portray this record, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Now, for fans of Nailbomb, I think that, that's one thing I think is hugely positive. There's a lot of these bands that are side projects that never caught on, that you'll never see tour, you know. And for him to go back and do, like, this record in its entirety for people that love this record, I think that's a phenomenal move. I think it's a, I think it's a great move, but again... If you are trying
1: to make money, well, that's that's you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's that's like what I, that's what. I, that, and then and back it's to like, our it, original back, conversation. back to the original yeah. conversation. I mean, it's like you. Unfortunately, you know, we all want we all appreciate artists. We all want our artists to make money. Yes, we do because we don't want them to be, be fucking broke. You know, I mean, right. I, I do want them to. I do want to watch them or see them enjoy the fruits of their labor. They definitely deserve that. But, you know, like. How many, you were just saying, like that album didn't even do
2: that great. Like, not that many people even knew about it. Well, Nail Bomb was, it was, here's the thing, it's hard to judge because when it was released in the 90s, like, um, it, it, it had a very, I think it is a reminder. I think he's reminding people, hey, because he loves the record, which I think is also really noble, you know? I think if you're like, hey, this record's great. What and
1: it I, is, what I think he's doing, and the one thing that I think you love about it mm-hmm. is he, as an artist, he's taking a chance. And we all appreciate that. Yeah. When you're an artist and you take a chance, like, you know, you you have a chance of falling on your face. Like, that's the one thing that's crazy about art. You know, like, you have this, You there's this possibility that it could fall right on your fucking face. So him taking a chance, coming from a true fan like yourself, you're like, dude, yes.
2: I love it, but I don't, here's the thing that I, I, I love. I love it when they take a chance, but when a tour has, tours need, I don't want to say gimmicks, but tours need, to have nowadays, they do need gimmicks. backstories or or gimmicks or or like these reasons to get us out of the house. Well, nowadays, opposed to like, hey, I am just touring the new record. You need to have well now something. You, now you see
1: these bands, especially like the Soulflies, you know, guys that have been around for quite some time. Yeah, now you see them doing these classic albums in their entirety, yes. the
2: whole thing. Because people, like I said, that gimmick or that backstory is going to get more people out. What they're playing this in its entirety, you know, so. I'm a, I am mean, I've seen a lot of the shows where these bands play the record in its entirety, and they're not as captivating as I thought they would be. You know, when I saw, for example, Megadeth play Countdown to Extinction in its entirety, like, I, I was like, I was just counting the songs down, because I played that record way too many times in my youth, let's just say. Yes. So it was much more boring to me, even when I saw them do Rust in Peace in its entirety. But you, Then, but you the, I thought it would be, you know? But you don't... You don't appreciate the nostalgia as much
1: as someone else. You want new. You like to see things that you've never seen before. Like when you see a concert, you're the type. Now you. Oh, you're right. I'm talking about you. Pete Spagic. Like he is the guy that when he sees a show, he wants them to play all new songs. He doesn't even want to hear the classics. You just want to hear the new songs from the new record. Uh, I, I, you, and there's a, and yeah. there's many people. And now me, on the other hand, I like nostalgia. I yeah. like nostalgia. I like hearing a song and go, "Fuck, dude, I remember." Uh, I you know, ate go, a peanut butter and sex. sandwich." I, I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I was fourteen, listening to that song.
2: Oh, that's G, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say some sort of dirty sex joke. Oh
1: no, no, no! I was totally fucking someone. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Just. <laughs> All right, look.
2: That's a segue. <laughs> let's, get to the, let's get to the old interview. <laughs> so we got to sit down yeah, with. Josh uh, is going to love that. Josh yeah, he's going to lo- be like, yeah. wait, wait a segue. Peanut that.
1: butter and the sex. Great. And he was in a hot tub, Josh. Thanks, Brandon. All right, so. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Uh, J- Josh, Josh Weaver. Weaver. Josh Weaver from Royal Thunder. We got the opportunity to talk to him. The new album,
2: Wick. Hit stores. It's, out right, it's out right now. It's out right, as right now as we speak. It came out last Friday. So let's
1: hear what Josh Weaver from Royal Thunder has to say. What's up guys? Metal Sucks here with Josh Weaver from Royal Thunder. Got a brand new album coming out here April seventh, Wick. We're all looking forward to it. What's up? What's up, dude? Just hanging, doing the thing on a Saturday. Right, drink some coffee. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's weird because we heard you
2: say you were drinking coffee before, but the listener's not going to be able to. Drink that car,
1: you know?
0: <laughs> so, just... <laughs> so for the
2: world, yeah, we, we didn't record while we were talking to Josh. He drinks his coffee black. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so... black. Yeah. yeah, take it, John Wayne. That's yeah, right.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So uh new album is Wick. Man, I've been living it for the last week. It's it's f- fantastic, dude. We're definitely going to get more into it now. As far as like the physical copy, when you guys, uh, uh, I did purchase the Coke bottle clear vinyl off the uh the, i believe it's a spine farm website but it's just at royal thunder com. but when you decided to to do the vinyl output how did that go into play did you guys decide like we want this thing to be that clear color or how did that go about
3: yeah we we worked with the artists to you know come up with the artwork and went back and forth and um you know they had like x amount of uh vinyl to choose from like color wise and 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 really the coke bottle clear kind of made sense to us as far as just all the colors in the album just contrasting and all that so that's how we did that one
2: excellent so how much input do you guys like with a visual presentation of the of, of the uh the artwork like we're talking all that stuff and i know you guys go back and forth on artists but when like do you guys have the record completed first And go back and forth with an artist Or is it kind of like this is what we're going for Prior to the completion of the record How does that go with you guys
3: You know it was uh, I think we had a lot of it done But it hadn't gone to mastering yet And uh, we kind of sent him over some uh, roughs And kind of went back and forth I sent him We compiled like a bunch of uh, You know like awesome Iconic you know i visual like album art that i i've always loved and always thought was you know very iconic and said hey we don't want to look anything like any of these covers but here's some classics that we thought are great like you know like uh sonic temple by the cult you know cure disintegration um just for a day slow dive um i mean just some albums like that that just have like just timeless covers right on right Um,
2: on man so um now do you still personally collect physical copies of an album or have you gone over to that digital streaming side of things like i guess the, mo- the hey, most you joined the, the dark side
3: is pretty much my <laughs>
2: last.
3: no I, I i do collect yeah I, I actually i i've spent more time with buying guitar gear and stuff like that i need to get a, a brand new turntable and actually a stereo but yeah i still collect i, I kind of started collecting a little while back when i am um, I worked at a retirement home. There was a little old lady that she was a ballroom dancer. So I got like, when, when she passed away, she wanted me to have the vinyl. Oh. And I uh, have all these awesome like flamenco and, and um, Spanish music on vinyl that's really killed her just to <laughs> pop in. But that's kind of what really got me into collecting vinyl before, you know, this was like 10, 15 years ago.
2: And you still have all that stuff?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's excellent.
2: for sure. That's excellent to hear. I, I, I feel like that's what I feel about my collection because I still collect as well. I'm like, look, man, I got a kid. It's just going to keep going, and it's like, how many generations will my collection reach? Like, I always think about that. I'm like, that's why I never want to give up on physical copies of really anything. That's me. Brandon, he's digital, this, this guy over here. Well, yeah, I mean, I have
1: <laughs> I have stuff that I collect, but I'm just waiting till I fall into a bad heroin habit, and that's when I start selling it all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good. So, uh, speaking of visual presentations, you recently got a custom Revstar from Yamaha Guitars. How much input in the design did you have on that?
3: One hundred percent. Yeah, I I uh, I knew exactly. I've always had an affinity for white and gold guitars, and uh, I just had a vision for it. I, I I've I've loved the uh, the shape and the basic design of the Revstar, and uh, the first one they gave me, uh, they they painted black all like a matte black with like nickel finish. And I really loved it, and um, but I always I'd always had an affinity for white and gold guitars, and I just said, hey man, let's do this. And right. they did everything exactly how I wanted, man. And I've been stoked with it ever since.
1: Have you ever seen a guitar like a custom guitar, and you were just like, all right, dude, we get it. You know what I mean? You went a little too far. Like, remember when Steve Vai had that heart guitar on that Bon Jovi video? Or you know, <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. When you saw that, were you just like, all right, dude,
2: seriously, overkill? I, I, I actually was a fan of that guitar as a kid i get a lot so i That's i want to awesome. i want to play cool but i was like no i thought that was awesome <laughs> right? so, anyways so uh now let's let's go back to like so you guys do get a, a ton of press through like heavy metal media like ourselves um and uh but you're do you consider the heavy metal fans your guys' target fan base or are you more like looking at the rock uh, side of things now
3: i mean you know we're we're anything and everything i mean i think uh, you know we it, we started out in the heavy metal, uh, scene and, and, uh, and not that I even considered us even metal ever, you know, I mean, there was definitely metal influences, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're stoked. If anybody listens to the records, you know, whether it be metal outlets and, uh, you know, I think that's just like the, the first go-to cause you know, that's kind of our fan base has been based out of that from the past, but, you know, we're stuck to have anybody check out the record and give it a spin or, you know, or to have press anywhere, you know.
2: Yeah, totally understand. And now, so but when you guys tour, last time we uh, got to speak with you, you guys were with The Sword. You're going on the road with uh, Brant Bjork. So that scene, I know, I know people don't consider it metal, but we metalheads do kind of flock kind of towards that side of the of the rock thing there's a gray area there's a gray area yeah yeah so um is there like a metal head in the band though that someone's like hey this guy loves behemoth or anybody like that in the band or are you guys kind of all eclectic in the same way
3: i mean no we're i mean we all i mean we all grew up on metal and and loved metal and played metal bands and i mean i you know i still to this day like one of the most the heaviest band i've ever heard in my life and i got to see them in 98 like i still pop in um his heroes gone that's like one of the best heavy bands i've ever heard in my life um if you guys hadn't heard of you guys should definitely check it out there's really really heavy band from memphis tennessee um killer band but you know I, i love all that stuff i there was a um Years ago, there was a black metal band that me and Mel did in the early, like, uh, probably the late nineties, early two thousands. And I was scrolling around and, and, uh, I think somebody sent me a link to, uh, one of the songs that they, or one or two of the songs that got, uh, uploaded. So, I mean, we, we're definitely, you know, it's, it's in our blood. It's part of who we are. And I still that stuff
2: yeah hearing that song that you mel did back in the, day in the black metal were you like yes this is awesome or you like all right this is a little embarrassing how'd you feel because it was back in the day and all that
3: like when we did the black metal yeah i say- mean we were full we were full on man i mean you know it was like we you know we were all black and just i think we actually we did quartz paint a couple of times like we were really into it I mean, well, I mean, looking back on it
1: now, though, like, how do you feel about how do you feel about that phase in your life?
3: I'm stoked about it, man. I'm glad. (laughs) You know, I mean, like I said, it makes me part of who I am and what we do now. You know, it's uh, I'm glad I mean, I listened to it the other day and I was like, damn, man, I'm pretty proud of this. I I need to find dig up those ADAT tapes and try to re-release the stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, that would be excellent. You know, you should definitely put a picture if you find one of UML on, like, Facebook and be like, this is, well, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd be great to see that, so. Uh, invested a lot
3: in black nail polish. Oh, yeah, I, we, 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 I think at that point we both had, like, long black dreads and we'd get, like, we were doing, back then in the 90s, we'd go and basically be doing the wattle thing, we'd find, like, roadkill and throw it in the backyard and let it, deteriorate and get all the bones and we put in our hair and make jewelry and shit out of it so
2: you were officially 50 times more metal than i'll ever be josh yeah. <laughs> no more questioning josh we- weaver in metal yeah, i right? did i did, it,
1: I did we- that we- one we with were the- we were
3: committed for sure
1: yeah i did that once with a uh, five piece from kfc and then i just that's about as metal as i got um, there you go. So. Is, uh, what embarrassing thing are you a big fan of, though? I mean, are you like a secret wrestling fan, a juggalo? I mean, is there anything that you're like, that you kind of keep on the inside, but, you know,
3: secretly love? Uh, let me think about that. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, oh, hot tubs, man. I fucking love hot tubs. <laughs> 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 like, when we're on tour, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I have, like, Showers and hot tubs, like, are just... I don't know what it is about them, but it's like, you know, if you're tired, take a hot shower, or get in the hot tub. If you're hungover, take a shower, or get in the hot tub. I mean, it's just how can you go wrong with either one of those i, I don't <laughs> I can, think you can yeah. i can
1: honestly see that being a struggle for you back in the 90s with the with the you know with the oh. bones and everything you're like yeah hey, <laughs> hey what did you over yeah sure hot tub seems cool i guess maybe, know, yeah, yeah exactly maybe
3: maybe maybe that's why uh, i love it so much now because back then i was just so crusty and dirty and yeah maybe, maybe that's why i'm like super into that now but i don't know i can't, I can't think of much else i mean. Uh, you know, obviously a huge gearhead, music gear. Uh, absolutely. Just that's all I think about, really, is guitar pedals, amps, you know, constantly seeking that stuff out. And um, I
0: don't know. Yeah, that's, you have to uh,
1: be. That. You kind of have to be that way, though, in this business, because you're always looking for the new sounds. So, you ha- so at least one of you guys has to be. Like on, you know, just one of those, you know, gearheads when it comes to like cutting edge technology when it comes to
3: music, right? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you'd be surprised, man. I mean, I I guess, you know, I, I've in between tours, I've worked at this place called Acorn Amplifiers in East Atlanta. And we do like amp repairs and, and custom builds. But you'd be surprised at how many musicians just don't know anything about gear. They're just like, well, I plug into it you know uh, and I play it but sometimes it doesn't work so I don't know what to do you know and it's like
2: and then it's something yeah <laughs> so you go to it and be yeah. like all you got to do is see this cord, it's
3: it's broken yeah <laughs> right? see so- this this tube it fell out you know yeah I mean yeah I mean stuff like that I mean it's, you'd be surprised but it, I mean I think that it's it's definitely an industry or has you know especially pedals and stuff has been something in the past 10 15 years that they're coming out a lot of awesome stuff, man. I mean, you know, kind of, there's some companies that are doing stuff that, you know, they're really pushing technology but still have the heart of, like, an analog pedal, which is really, really cool.
2: 100%. So on the new record, Wick, um, it's getting a great push from the media. Um, when the machine is working in your favor, um, how as a band can you capitalize and stay in the spotlight? Like, what can you guys do to be proactive to not let it kind of just – only get the push early on, you know.
3: I'm sorry, you broke up now. What would you say? Oh, well, what happened? Uh, you broke up. Can you? Oh, can you sorry right about now?
2: that. the the uh, The new record, Wick. It's uh, it's getting a great push from the media right now. Uh, when the machine is working in your guys' favor, they usually do that push for the for like the first week. But how do you capitalize as a band and keep that momentum going? Is there anything you can do, like proactive wise? Well,
3: I think that uh, you know. I think it's important. We, we were really bad at it for a while about, you know, uh, staying connected and, and interacting with fans on social media. But, uh, we've, we've really been pushing, you know, in that, just, you know, taking pictures and letting people see like, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're rolling down the street, you know, or we're stopping at this spot or check out this guitar. We just got like, you know, just, just a good way to interact with the fans and you know let them see like kind of uh, inside of who we are you know i mean i think that's pretty cool and that's that's kind of what we've we've done and and especially touring i mean you know we're getting ready to hit the road i mean i think that's the most vital thing you can do with the new record and, and and pushing it
2: yeah for sure so what about the new record do you think was the most difficult for you guys
3: i think uh like any record i think it was uh it, it's just like i said before it's like birthing pains man you get in there and and when you first start out like you don't even know how it's going to look when it gets done you know you, you have you know a couple of uh basic structures ideas and but you don't have any, any idea what it's going to look like in the end so it's like oh shit what, what is this gonna be like is it gonna be good you know i mean it's easy there's days just like anybody else you go whatever you're into it's you wake up and go man i i don't know like do so i got to send me today or you know sometimes you got to really search for it um when you're writing and, and trying to come up with a new album because i mean you know we love music and we care about what we do and and to us we just for one, we wouldn't settle. I mean, we're not going to just put something out. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work and, you know, anything good, anything worth anything, you got to work hard for it. never comes easy. So, I mean, that's, we just put everything into it, you know? 100%. Yeah.
1: And you, you said something about, uh, you know, if, do you find, do you have it in you when you start you know, writing music, doing music. Has there ever been a song that you ever wrote that you actually forced, and it actually sounded good? Everybody always talks about how you just got to let it come to you, but has there ever been a time where, you're like, all right, guys, let's get to work, and then it actually ends up sounding that, sounding great?
3: Well, yeah, there's definitely been times where uh, you you go in there, man. I mean, and, and, and you know, sometimes sometimes I'll sit down and I, I can basically map out a whole song like you know everybody writes their own parts to the music but like say I'll bring a whole uh, a structure for a song say and we'll go in the room just jam it and everybody will write their part to it um, and uh, but you know there's definitely times uh, where you'll sit down you can boom knock out a whole structure for a song and sometimes you'll sit down and man you gonna, you know you'll have one little, chord or something that 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 inspires you to do something else but sometimes you sit there and you go damn man I, I just don't know man and and, and sometimes some, sometimes it doesn't make it to the table sometimes those ideas get scrapped but you know a lot of times you push through and 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 find the you know the chapter within that song the next you know verse or chorus or, um, and it turns out great i mean like i said it's it is rewarding to to put a lot of work into, you know, you got to struggle with it sometimes to actually to get it, you know,
1: which, which song is your favorite on the new record and why currently?
3: Uh, currently, um, Sink and I no, I I think Wick is, (laughs) I think Wick, Wick is one of my favorites. Um, I just love, uh, I love playing it. Um, it's it's really just a fun fun song uh i like playing anchor a lot too uh, i really dig that tune um they're all fun i mean it's you know it's 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 really cool like we're we're still we're gonna practice in a little bit but we're you know i'm still we're still working out like i'm still working out a couple of solos before we get the road monday <laughs> You know, for some of the tunes, like, you know, because some of my rope just on the fly, you know, in the studio. So it's like, man, I got to go back and learn these things. So, but it's always cool because it's, uh, you know, like Wick or Anchor, when we play them live, it's like definitely translated a little differently. But I think in a good way, like, I think all of our songs kind of evolve through the years.
2: Yeah for I mean no that's 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 what's so awesome about seeing you guys live like we we're getting, we're going to see you out here in Vegas on on the 2nd, you guys are touring uh, all the way through May 7th. On, on May 2nd, you'll be out here in Vegas, but May 7th. So you're doing a couple of headline dates in the front, and then you're going to jump on the Brant Bjork tour, and then you're going to do some headline dates in the back. Now, Correct. What's, uh is it? Is it uh, more exciting when you know you're going to do a headlining date and you're going to have the whole audience just there for you guys, or is it kind of uh, a, a more exciting feel to be like, we're going to win over all these fans because we're playing right before, uh, you know, like a someone like brant bjork for example
3: you know man it's it's like for all of us man i I think that we are just like so thankful every night we get to get up on stage and play like i love you know i love playing both situations i love playing the smaller going to some of the smaller b market places and 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 they're being just you know, a, a small room with a small crowd. I mean, that's really awesome. And also, you know, playing shows like Hellfest. You know, like in front of thousands of people, like just never heard of you. Or uh, and I, I love it both, man. I mean, it's just it's such a it's such a cool contrast, and it's really neat, you know, to be able to do that.
1: And now, what is the most re- rewarding thing about being in a band in 2017?
3: Man, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. We we've been at it for so long. I mean, this is kind of all I, all we know. Yeah, it's I mean, just kind of just, your life now. It's yeah, it's just. I, it would be, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people. I mean, we we've kind of laughed I'm like, man, we're we're the ones that's stupid enough to stick at it as long as we have. Um,
2: or maybe they're stupid for quitting.
3: Yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I, I say that jokingly. I, I oh. Man, this is this is definitely our life, man. And this is. Uh, i don't know i mean those definitely being on stage man and just getting lost in the music is definitely just that is so rewarding man i mean you can't even if there's five people in the crowd man it's you can't put a number on that it's like a it's like a drug it's like you know it's like going to church or something you know (laughs) it's it's great
2: Now, this is a hypothetical question because your guys' time is now. But if you got to choose a year, like if you went to a hot tub time machine, hint, hint. uh, If you got to choose a year to introduce the world to Royal Thunder, uh, what year would you choose and why do you think it is? Or is it now the time?
3: That's a good question. Uh, I like the hot tub time machine, though. That's like, like, I'd be the kind of time machine I travel. Yeah, I know. If you see Chevy Chevy Chase when you're
2: in a hot tub, dude, you better be like, all right, this is a good
3: (laughs) All right, this this is going to be awesome. Um, I don't know, man. There's, you know, there was some, uh, that's a hard question. I, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. So, you know, I'm thankful that I got to see that creative time in music um and i'd like to see that more in you know that that push creatively in music uh you know i i've said it a lot that i think that you know the internet kind of you know mess that up there's now a standard every there's a you know hey you're supposed to sound like this you're supposed to look like that this so You get a bunch of bands that sound pretty much exactly the same or you know instead of you know no internet time uh before the internet and and you know you had local and cultural influences that formed bands and there wasn't necessarily a who's who and what's what you know people were just buying records and and reading the lyrics and falling in love with music where you know, now a lot of a lot of people will, a lot of kids will have you know a million albums on their computer and they don't listen to any music because it's you know overkill. They don't know what to listen to.
2: It's a snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, and that's why I collect because I want to be able. Exactly, probably the same reason you do. But from the the era that I grew up in, I want to be able to sit down. You know, listen to the record, get the lyrics ingrained in me, you know, and all that stuff, and kind of like have that experience. I'd rather have five records a year that I can experience that with than fifty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a and hard I thing. Go. To... Oh, sorry about that. Yeah.
3: No, I I think that you know, so I mean, right now, I mean, is is a good time, and I mean, I'm glad that it, you know, it's like even that <laughs> it's so crazy. Sometimes I'll. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm doing what I love to do, and this is just who we are. And I think it's just – sometimes I'm like, man, it's just so crazy that people want to talk to me about what I'm doing, which is – I am, like, so grateful, but it's cool. I guess now it's like I can sit there and maybe, you know, tell kids, like, hey – and I think there's a hunger for it. Like, vinyl's coming back. I think kids are finally realizing, like, hey, there's something to actually buying a record, sitting down, listening to it, and looking at the artwork. Um, but, you know, I think that that's, I mean, you said you grew up in that era and it's, you know, I remember being a kid and I would walk through the woods and and get an allowance money or, and, and go and, and buy a record at this, uh, local place called Turtles. And, uh, I remember I went and picked up Nevermind and, uh, you know, it just blew my mind, but, and then I'd get other records that when i was a kid you'd spend money on them and you wouldn't like them at first but you would listen to it over and over again and you read the lyrics That was like fugazi when i was a kid like when i was younger i i heard the band fugazi and when i first like got an album i didn't really understand it and the more i listened to it i felt like it became one of my favorite bands uh, because of that i read the lyrics i kind of listen to the album look at the artwork to see where they came from and you know it's you know it's great that you can fall in love with music like that.
2: Age does that right because like I, I'm the same way I remember the first time I got like a Black Flag record I think I was too young for it and then revisit it yeah, like uh-huh. five years later I'm like wow how did I miss this the first time it was probably because I was 12 right and so exactly yeah,
1: yeah. But, I don't know if you're 12 if you're going to be able to understand the whole you know, know
2: that's what I mean I was like everybody's telling me Dead Kennedys and Black you know, Flag and I remember going to like same thing record store getting them and I'm like I don't know why I can't stop listening to Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Chili Peppers but I'm not a <laughs> yeah understanding yeah, yeah. black flag like it was just one of those things but then years later i'm like i don't get blood sugar sex magic by the chili peppers but i totally understand black flag which is i still love that record anyways but the point is that i think yeah. that's me because fugazi was like that for me i just remember yeah like, um i was like wow I, i'm not fully in, engulfed in it and then when it hit me it was like i want everything it's boom yeah and it's I,
3: like yeah it's like jazz man it's like it's it's there's such a unique band like you you don't know how to process it you know It takes you time and just to see where they're coming from. And it's, to me, it's awesome, but but that's the problem. I think again, once again, today, it's like, you know, you only get, you go to, you know, whatever big uh, spot to listen to a song and, you know, you gotta, you gotta get the whole idea of the whole album too. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't just click through 30 seconds of every song and, you know, and have a view of really what the whole album sounds like, you know,
2: And that's a great point, is that I I do think that, like, as artists, I think artists write albums. And then people are now going to songs. Like, even for your guys' record, like, when you go to a song like Sinking Chair to Plans, it's like you have this kind of, like, big jump, and then you kind of got this mellow thing. And and it's like, I need that whole experience to be like, hey, this is why I really like this record. Not just like, oh, let me just keep listening to the one song over and over again. And, And I think that is where it's, I feel like we have to teach people this. Which sounds yeah, very, um, exactly. I don't know. I sound snobby now. I feel I'm sorry, but like, I feel I'm like guys, no,
3: no, it, it but art you is know, not, you gotta, easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta, I don't know, you gotta have a like anything else, you gotta have an open mind, and and, and it's you gotta look at the whole picture of what artists are going after. Um, you know, uh, going from sinking chair to plans, it doesn't make any sense, but in the context of the album, it does. What we we're going for, it. You know, it, it, it works and uh and that's a lot of what um artists do. So it's yeah, definitely. Everybody, give albums chance from beginning to end.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: That's what I'm saying. All right, Josh, we got one more question then we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh what okay. first do you want to
2: accomplish for the band on this album touring cycle?
3: Um
2: Do you guys got a lot of first experiences you haven't done yet or
3: um I don't know I I know that I mean the first thing I I want to do is is you know break the seal get out there and 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 really play some of these songs we haven't played out yet at all you know and and go ahead and start putting putting them through the the tour cooker you know and like getting them because all the songs man they just uh, I I I can't wait to just get out there and play them because they They grow and evolve and we get comfortable playing them live and it's just that's one major thing and I don't know just to get through these tours man I mean it's you know it's a it's a challenge you know no matter what you're doing I mean there's always going to be obstacles there's always going to be you know road bumps in the way Uh, just gotta gotta persevere yeah I mean like it was like you know we were getting our sprinter fixed and There's hardly anybody around here that we can find to work on it. So we're like, man, we just got to take it to a dealership. So we took it to a dealership. The guy's like, yeah, it'll be done. You know, like I told the guy we have a hard deadline. He did a diagnosis. Like, okay, it's going to be fine. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, it's not going to be ready. It's like, what do you mean it's not going to be ready? we got a tour to do. So, you know, just getting through stuff like that, you know, uh, we have a buddy, Dan. He actually plays in this awesome heavy band called Sons of uh, Tanatua. Uh, and you know, it's just he—he he came through for us and was like, "Hey man, like, he let us use his van." So we're gonna get out there and 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 do it, you know. There but you we go. gotta overcome these things. Life has a way
1: of figuring itself out, dude. That's pretty much the lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah things, things always
2: work out, man. Right like on. I said, hard work always pays off, and that's the 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 key that I always remember. I'm like, you know what? Deep breath. Hard work always comes out right in the in the end. There. So, uh, Josh, new record, Wick. It's actually going to be out in stores when this episode airs. It's Friday, April seventh. That comes out. We'll be airing this on that following Monday, yeah. the tenth.
1: Sorry, we're better than all of you
2: listeners. What, yeah <laughs> we got we got we got yeah more than more than lucky on that so um we want to thank you man the record is great uh, like i said i've been living it for uh for a week now i've been living with it i, I can't wait to get my vinyl and, and and hear what that sounds like you know because it's going to be different than what i got in my headphones so it's going to be a gotcha. great experience and all that stuff so we want to thank you so much for calling in man
3: all right, man. Thank you so much for uh, having me on the, uh, the podcast. Right Excellent, on, Josh. Man.
1: Josh Weaver from Royal Thunder. Once again, check out their website, royalthunderofficial.com. And the new album comes out April 7th, Wick. Thanks, Josh. Thanks,
2: Josh, man.
3: Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Cool, Take
2: care, buddy. And we'll see you in Vegas, dude, May 2nd. We'll be there.
3: All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks, thanks
2: man. Bye.
1: metal sucks podcast
2: All what? right, guys. What a swell individual. Oh, such a cool dude. I, as a, you know, like, I got to actually interview him before, and I mean, just straight-up genuine mm-hmm. guy, man. I, he's, he's so fun to talk to. He's so- the
1: kind of guy that would go from G to PG-13. I think that's the I'm the kind of guy
2: make. that would go from G to PG-13. Like I said, I got I to gotta build up to my R, bro. Yeah. You're, you're the hard X.
1: I'm fucking, I'm jagged.
2: <laughs> I got too many sharp edges. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. You're a blowfish, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the
2: songs you heard. And you're my hoodie. Oh. Okay. Um, oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the songs you heard. The first one, guys, both, both Royal Thunder songs off their latest record, Wick. The first one was April Showers. Second one uh, was Plans. Uh, it kind of gives you a taste of uh, you know, the different styles on, on this record. Like I said, it, it's an album. I think people should get out there. I, I've, I've listened to it quite a bit and listened to it its entirety and get it all in there. Um, all, those, all those songs do stand alone. Like I said, this one, it feels that way. And I mean, I think Josh would agree. I think he did in the interview. So anyways, guys, we're going to miss you. We're gonna see you next week.
0: We're not gonna
1: miss you. We're not gonna miss you. Now if we miss like two or three weeks, <laughs> then, then we'll we it. would miss you. But, but we're not like missing any week. weeks. We're not yeah, missing. Yeah, in one week. week, treat it like prison. Treat it like prison. What does that mean? It's like conjugal visit. Wait, no wait, not conjugal.
2: That that's when people have sex in prison with yeah, their, that's not with what their wives.
1: What's when they what's when they just have when they go sit around a table and there's a bunch of scary people like around Lunch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Breakfast. Yeah. It's just a
1: visit. Whatever. I've never been to prison. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize for I that, am, bro. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, dude hasn't been in prison. Yeah. What's he doing a metal podcast Guys, for? sorry I never raped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for Battle Sucks. We'll see you guys next we'll week.
2: We'll see you guys next week, yeah.
0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.